everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Architecture Show podcast. My name is Chris, and I'm going to be your host. Today, I have a very special guest with me. Uh, she used to go to NYIT, actually, at the Long Island campus. And she graduated, I believe, in 2018. Correct. 2018. And I'm just going to introduce her so we can get right into it. Uh, so please welcome Krista. Hey guys. Um, so like Chris said, my name is Krista and I also want to say first and foremost, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, I know it's crit time. I know everyone's crazy, busy, prepping. So I'm honored to be here and um, thank you so much. I'm excited to get started. Yeah, actually I have my, uh, my crit next week. So, you know, this week has been pretty stressful to say the least. I bet I've been there. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, if you want to just tell everybody, you know, basically who you are, where you're from, um, your background, obviously you went, you went to NYIT, the Long Island campus. So maybe if you want to speak a little bit about that. Yeah. It'd be great. Sure. Um, so like I said, my name is Krista Marcavecchio. I'm an architect born and raised in New York. Um, I have a unique story, which I'm sure we'll get into. Um, but like you said, I went to architecture school at NYIT. I did the five-year program. Um, I graduated in 2018. I went to the old Westbury campus. And um, I'm currently in the ultra-luxury residential sector of architecture. That's where that's where I'm at now. But I've, I've come a long way since, since, long way. since uh, my roots. Gotcha. So you said you had an interesting story um, about why you sort of got into architecture? Yeah, definitely. Um, so a lot of people actually don't know this about me, but architecture is my second degree. Um, I have my first degree from Adelphi University, also on Long Island, um, in psychology. And I minored in human resource management. I graduated in 2013. Um, and then I started architecture school in January of 2014. So I was only, quote, off for one semester. Mm -hmm. um, and... You know, I was doing everything right. I was pulling the all-nighters. I was um, cutting my fingers on the exactos. I was having my models smashed by my professors. Um, I was falling asleep at the wheel. <laughs> I was taking up all the real estate on the wall for pinups. Um, I was losing all my work at 4 a.m. from the hard drive. I was spending life savings on my acrylic models. <laughs> Um, sacrificing my relationship with my friends and family. I was doing all the correct things that I thought made you an architect. Um, and if there was anything that I learned from Adelphi, it was that I refused to ever graduate from another school again without a job. So I was, I was young. I was pretty young in my architecture career. I think I was only like a sophomore or so. Um, and I was like, okay, the career fair is coming. I'm going, I'm getting myself a job. Like, let's, let's do this. So I go to the career fair and I met really cool people. I met these people. We, we hit it off. We vibed. They did cool projects. Um, you know, I'm like, all right, I feel really good about this. I feel like I could really hack it as an architect. Like this is going to, this is going to work. I'm, I'm, I'm in, um, like I have all the, all the credentials. So I leave the career fair. And we exchange emails, I do the follow-up thing, and I get the interview. So I'm all excited, I'm all nervous, I go in, I, I 
spend forever on my resume. I put down all my little courses that I was taking on my resume in school, bring my portfolio. Um, and the interview goes great. They, they liked me. I liked them. It was, they basically were like, you have the job. So, um, I'm like, all right, this is awesome. This is, this is, this is great. Like I finally, I finally did it. Um, and so, like I said, they basically said you have the job. So they start introducing me to everyone around the office and, they kind of say like, oh, one more thing before you go. Um, let's just give you a quick CAD test to make sure that you can walk the walk since you since you've said that you can talk the talk. Um, and this is where this is where we take a turn a little bit because he sits me down at a computer, he opens up CAD, and he proceeds to stand behind me while um sitting there as a sophomore in architecture school. And he tells me to draw a floor plan that's x feet by y feet um with a kitchen a bedroom and a bathroom and you know like you know as quick as you can just just go and if ever i felt a moment where i know how a deer in the headlights feels this was that moment it was that moment yeah that was it um and i'm just staring back at this blank screen and he's standing behind me and i like melt and it was truly, that was the most pivotal moment in my career because I realized right then and there that I had never learned this in architecture school. This was a real office. Like I looked around and I said, oh my God, everyone in, in here has CAD on their computer. There's construction documents in here. There's there's real stuff. I don't see any models. I don't see any wall space with pinups. I don't see any of that. I see CAD, construction documents, like real stuff. Mm -hmm. Um. And so looking back on that, like, I'm so glad that I had that I had that feeling because I never want anybody else to feel that way again. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, the, so the point of this episode was to get into that. I know we spoke about like the importance of AutoCAD and basically what they don't teach you mm -hmm. when you get out of school. Um, I did want to get a little bit more into your background uh, before we get into that. Yeah. Before we get into that, so uh, what made you switch uh, from psychology to go into like architecture? So I I was always a really indecisive kid. And when it came time to go to college in the first place, I kind of didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I took an AP psych course at my high school. I did really well in it. I loved it. It was really interesting. Um, and although I had dabbled with like interior design when I was a kid and like drawing up stupid little like elevations, um, I was told there's no money to be made in that. So I kind of like let that dream go well before that. Um, so because I was good in, in psychology and I was indecisive, my mom said, why don't you go for psychology? So I did. <laughs> and, um, in about my my third year or so, I started looking for internships that I could that I could do in psychology. But it's funny because what I was looking for was um, industrial organizational psychology internships, which is basically interior design. Mm -hmm. um, and I came across this woman and I interned for her for my last full senior year. Um, and she basically did me the, the biggest blessing, which she was like, I would love to offer you a job, but I'm a one woman show and I don't have anything for you. Um, and also she was located in New Jersey. So I was not going to New Jersey. Um, and so when I graduated Adelphi, I knew that I didn't want to do psychology. 
I knew that if I wanted to do anything really viable, I would have to go back to school regardless of what it was for, um, thinking that I would have to get like a master's and take my GREs for the for psychology. And I said, no, if I'm going to go back to school, I'm going to go back for something that I know I really want. And that's going to like really give me a career afterwards that I love. Um, so I went to architecture school. But I actually went to architecture school thinking that I was going to do interior design. Mm -hmm. But because the the track for interior design and architecture at, at New York Tech is the same for the first two years, I thought, okay, I'll just do this and then I'll split off when when they all, you know, when we have to make that decision. And the very first day in architecture school, I was like, oh, this is home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the studio felt like home almost, yeah. right? Yeah. So when you got into architecture school, did you, were you kind of blindsided um, by the curriculum or, or how like it's done and studio a culture and all that? Absolutely. I was, I had no clue what I was getting myself into, um, which again, like I also feel like that's a huge disservice to students. And also I was older because I had already graduated. Right. So I was in this class with like all these 17, 18 year olds. And at the time, I think I was 21, 22, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, so I couldn't hang like like the the kids can. <laughs> right. um, yeah. And I, I, I had no idea what architecture meant, like truly. I didn't know anything about drawing. I didn't know anything about drafting. I didn't know anything about computer programs. I knew nothing. <laughs> So it was so, a it was a big shock. So when you first started, did they have you uh, do like hand drawings and and models and things like that, or did they bring you right into Rhino, or they waited to bring you into Rhino? They never brought us into Rhino. <laughs> um, yeah, we we did we did strictly hand drawing and analog for the first full year. So for Fundies one and two, we did strictly all all hand. Um, the catch is that other people in my class did know some computer programs so some right. of them would do it and trace it and I could not understand why other people had more work than me because I was it was struggle city for me really <laughs> that's funny uh did you end up getting a master's in architecture or you just got the b-arc no I just got the b-arc okay gotcha so how was like how was it when you were attending was it like how was the workload? When did they introduce you to to Rhino? They never did. Um, it oh, was no. kind of just like I like had to like look around and see what other people were doing, and like mm -hmm. just like realize that I was doing it wrong, um, and that there had to be a better way. Eventually, eventually there was a CAD class that that we took, but mm -hmm. it was it, it was really confusing because it was it was it was actually what they were trying to teach us was, was construction documents, but also right. AutoCAD at the same time. So I didn't understand either one of those two because I wasn't really understanding AutoCAD because they weren't teaching that. And I also wasn't understanding that what I was drawing were construction documents. Mm -hmm. So neither of them. And I, I'm so thankful for the fact that, that at first it was all by hand because the method that I draw in now is is hand drawing but on the computer and i would never understand that if i had never hand drawn before mm. i gotcha now did you ever ha uh do you have like a favorite project from your time at nyit was there one that kind of stood out for you 
you were like, oh, this is my best work or maybe like, oh, this is just this was a fun project to do? I really liked the school. We did a, a I guess it was a kindergarten school, K through five school. And mm-hmm. um, in I think it was Brooklyn. I had Palmore. I don't know if he's still around. I, I don't know the uh, professors on the Long Island campus. Yeah. Some in the New York City one. Yeah, it, it it was a it was tough. I mean, obviously every year was tough, but the mod our models came out really cool. They were acrylic. I spent a, a fortune on them. Um, it was a lot of fun to do the drawings. I did all the drawings by hand. Uh, if I had to pick one, it would probably be that one for my favorite. Do you remember what uh what year that was? That was, <clears throat> I think that was third year. Third year. Yeah. I think they're doing it, if not the same, a similar project, Mm -hmm. but I can't, I mean, I can't like guarantee anything like that. The site was Bushwick. I remember that. Got it. So, um, I kind of wanted to get into the nitty gritty of this episode. Um, but I did want to ask like, what was your, and I think I already know the answer, but what was your biggest sort of transition from school to actually getting into the workforce? Was it? kind of learning the ropes was it cad it was, was it something else yeah it was it was understanding that that at the core of what architecture is is construction mm-hmm. is communicating construction and communicating the design intent and at the end of the day what you have to realize is what you're what you're creating are documents for somebody else to build what's in your brain. So when you understand that that's the objective, then you can understand that you need to be as clear as possible with your drawings so that someone understands exactly what you want your design to be. Mm -hmm. It took me a long time to realize that for sure. Why do you think they don't teach AutoCAD? I ask a lot of... um... There's a few firms that I've interviewed with, and there's apparently an ongoing joke between firms like, oh, yeah, they for some reason, they just don't teach Revit or AutoCAD. So why do you think I, I'm curious? Like, why do you think that is? That's a really good question. Um, I, I don't to be honest, I think that the answer, or at least in my opinion, is that they don't mean to not teach you programs. They just put so much emphasis on other things that there's almost no room for them to even think that you need to know the technicality of things and how things actually get done in the real world. Um, I think that there's so much emphasis placed on concept, um, which is, it's not, it's not, you know, that's important, but by the time you're, you're, by the time you're dealing with concept in your design as an architect, like in the real world, you're years and years down down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I think that the focus should be more on on technical, you know, like when you walk into an office so that you never have to feel how I felt of that, you know, dread of the screen staring you back. I think that they need to at least touch on, you know, this is what you're going to encounter when you walk in on the first day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think uh, personally, I got lucky because before I came to NYIT, I went to a community college. Basically, it was a crash course on AutoCAD was one of my classes. 
Mm-hmm. And similar to like your situation, it was like not, I mean, I wasn't like thrown in front of a computer, but like the final project for that class was like create a floor plan. Like keep it simple. There's no really like this house has to look this way, but I had to create a house and just have a bunch of construction documents where it was like, give us like a wall section and um, like a, a few elevations floor plan and then like a, the site or something like that. Yeah. And that, that would be invaluable for them to teach. And mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say this. I know that not, I know that most schools do have their curriculum very similar to NYIT, but if you were to go to like a more community college or a technical school like that, then they mm-hmm. will teach you, you know, actual technical things. However, when you go to a school like that, you have to then also worry about its accreditation and right. what type of degree you get when you leave. So nine times out of 10, you know, if you want to be an architect, if you want to be licensed, depending on where you want to go, once you graduate, you have to be careful with which school you choose. Right. So for those who don't know, um, most schools that have a five-year program are accredited. And if they don't have an accreditation, then maybe the master's program at certain schools are accredited. But if you look on the NCARB website, you can learn sort of more about like which schools are and which schools aren't. Like just look up the state and school and it should come up. Um, So do you use CAD? Like do you, are you currently working for a firm right now? Yes. Yeah. And we only use CAD. We only use CAD. Yeah. I've only, yeah. in any office I've ever worked in, I've, I've never not used CAD. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. Um, I've had a few internships and all of them strictly CAD, like strictly AutoCAD. Mm-hmm. So um, something I wanted to talk about now is the importance of AutoCAD, which I don't I feel like people don't really know. And I was hoping you can kind of speak on that, like why is CAD important? What uh, is sort of the point of AutoCAD to begin with? Like what are we showing when we're doing these sort of documents, things like that? Mm-hmm. Um, so like I said, CAD is your digital hand drawings. Um, it's how you're going to communicate how to build the building. Um, I feel like it's a it's a very obviously crude uh, analogy, but like when you go to Ikea and you come home and you have a bunch of surfaces and wood that's just sitting in a box in slabs, you need a set of instructions so that you know how to build them and put them together. Essentially, as an architect, that's what you're that's what you're making. You're making the plans so that you can hand them to the construction managers or general contractors or whoever's building your building so that they can build it. So CAD is a digital version of drawing by hand. Um, and you can you can really get yourself in a hole if you don't have a good handle on CAD or it can make your life, I mean, a million times easier um, if you understand how to draw in CAD and how to really use it. It's such a powerful tool. Um, and when you when you can organize yourself and organize your files and organize your construction set in just a, a, an efficient and accurate way, like I said, you're going to have the most efficient, accurate drawings you can't hand them a rhino model and say like, oh, I don't know, it looks good, but I don't know how 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 big it is or 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 how to build it. Um, and another thing too is like, for example, um, when you're submitting your documents for permit, when you're submitting them to the town, when you're submitting them for calculations to whoever it is that you're calculating um, or whatever it is that you're calculating, 
you need accurate numbers. So, you know, you need to know how many, what your setbacks are. You need to know down to the inches, down to the eighth of an inch um, or less, you know, what your, what your dimensions are. So AutoCAD is going to, is going to give you that kind of information that you need to communicate your design properly. Mm -hmm. I will say, I, I mean, I hope, but I believe that I'm pretty sure over 90, at least 95% of firms definitely use AutoCAD. Mm -hmm. um, how, what, what, what do you feel about firms that use Revit compared to AutoCAD? Do you think Revit's not as good as AutoCAD or how do you feel I, about that? Yeah, I, I get asked this question a lot. Um, I'm yeah. a firm, obviously, CAD, CAD Team CAD. Um, I, I, to be honest, like I, I'm not very well versed in Revit. I've also never encountered it at an office. Any office that that I have seen try to use it is left with just like a mess of problems. Um, I'm sure once you learn it, it's also a power, powerful tool. However, I think that when you learn how to use CAD in in an efficient way, I think that CAD can be way more powerful. I just think that most people who are Team Revit just don't give CAD um, the time and the credit that it really deserves. And I think that you can have just as much, if not more, of a powerful tool with CAD when you know how to use it correctly. Also, I will stand by this. Your drawings will look better when you do them in AutoCAD because you can manipulate your line weights, you can manipulate manipulate your hatches. There's so many intricacies in CAD that you can really get into that your drawings will come out looking stunning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, CAD really makes your drawings sort of pop. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it yeah. kind of lines everything exactly how you said, like shows the dimensions and, um, you know, if you put them on a certain layer those layers will stay until you choose to change them. Mm -hmm. So CAD does make everything easier, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, I believe that they sometimes focus on the wrong things in school. So I know school is mostly about, like, they teach you how to think. And we talked about this already, where they teach you how to think and be creative. Mm -hmm. Um if you could change something about like the curriculum of a school, what is something that you think you would change if when, when it comes to like CAD or maybe drawings? Yeah. Um, I think that, that schools should spend more time on construction methods, on what's the most powerful information for construction managers. I think that that's something in the field that's taken me the longest um, is understanding who, who the drawing is for and what they're using it for. Um, and I don't think that that's something that they focus on hardly at all in architecture school. The one thing that I do think that architecture school helped me with um, was thinking in 3D. That's very important when you're an architect in, in the field, um, especially because you'll, you'll often find that the contractors always think in 3D. Mm -hmm. um, and if you can kind of meet them on that level and think in terms of materials, in terms of their building process, in terms of what they need in order to make your design come to life, um, I think that that's something that they need to be teaching in school is how to think in 3D and communicate that to someone who is building your project. Right. So um, do you ever get into it like, or get into any arguments with like engineers when you had them like a 
you CAD drawings and they're like, well, this isn't feasible or like any, do you have any stories where you kind of argue with any engineers? Um, yeah, I would say yes and no. You, you, you do always, that's another thing that architecture school is, is very good at is you, you will always have to defend your design. Um, and you'll always have to be the one that has the client's best interests at heart at, at the forefront of everything because an engineer, yes, maybe they want to put something bigger in the wall that than you want, or they want, um, or a contractor doesn't want to do it that way or, or whatever the case may be. So yes, you, you will have to defend your designs in the field. Um, it also helps to just have like a very clear picture of exactly what you intend for the project and not to let somebody else take the reins and run away with it because it, it can happen. Um, and I wouldn't say that there's ever been arguments, uh, like there there hasn't been any any hostile work environments that I've run into, um, but you you will have to come up with a good explanation as to why you want to do it one way or the other. Um, so having a really good understanding of how to build things and kind of meeting them halfway. Um, and an engine, an engineer will almost always know more than you about like what specifically it is their engineering structure or mechanical or whatever the case is. But, um, you know, it, it helps to have a really good handle on what it is that you're, what, that you're talking about in terms of to topic matter um, so that you can make a good case for why you want to do it your way. Makes sense. Uh, when did you, learn AutoCAD because I know you know that set the second year uh, when reality kind of hit you were mm -hmm. like oh I should probably learn this did you sort of go out on your own and maybe I don't know go on YouTube or something like that or what was your way of learning I did I I had tried before that also I I was doing whatever I could I would see people um in the library drafting and I would genuinely ask them hey is it okay if I sit next to you like a creep and like look over your shoulder um which is a great way to learn how to draw to this day like even if if you're sitting next to someone like today at work if I'm sitting next to someone and they know a command that I don't know I'm like oh teach me that um I yes I tried to YouTube it I tried to look over people's shoulders without asking them. <laughs> um, I tried to do whatever I could, honestly. And it was not until I started working full-time in an office um, and having to just figure it out on my own that I really started getting a handle on it. And even then, I was not the one that was best at CAD whatsoever. Mm -hmm. um, but along the way, I've kind of picked up little tidbits here and there. And now, you know, I'm the one that everyone comes to in the office, which feels really cool. But if they had known where I came from and just hours of trying to watch an hour long YouTube video for like one little nugget of information, mm -hmm. um, I'm sure all of you have tried to do that. And it's just like so frustrating because you're like, I, right. the, either the video doesn't have sound and you have to like watch the command line of like what it is they're typing in. Um, or it's not what you what you actually came to look for. I've spent a ton of time reading the CAD forums to try and look for the solution to whatever it is that I'm trying to fix. Um, so to answer your question in a concise way, there really wasn't anything that I that I said, oh, this is what taught me CAD. Um, it was 
it was co-workers along the way who taught me little tips and tricks here and there. And then it was the spine method of drafting, which totally changed my whole world and perspective. Once I learned that the game had been changed. Mm-hmm. So what, um, for those who don't know, are you, if you can just explain what the spine method is. Yeah. Um, so the spine method is the way that you draw in CAD by using hand drawing techniques. So you're going to have a bunch of different files. You're going to be working with a bunch of different XREFs. You're going to be working with base plans and sheet files. And your drawings are going to be lined up on what's known as the spine, which is basically a, a long vertical line that's drawn down X. And you're going to have your first floor plan at, let's just say, 100 feet. Your second floor plan at 200 feet. Your third floor plan, plan and so on and so forth. Um, and then when you were to go to draw, let's say, your sections, you're going to XREF all of your floor plans into your sections file. You're going to drag those lines down for proje- projection lines and then draw it that way. The same thing for your elevations, the same thing for your roof plan. And then you're going to take all those base plans of line work and XREF them into your sheet files. And it sounds ridiculously confusing and I get it. But if you see it in CAD and when you see it working within a drawing set, it is like mind blowing. Hmm. I know some of you that heard that there, you're probably like, what the hell is she talking about? But yeah, <laughs> um, it does make sense. And um, I've never personally used something like that because I'll usually follow like whatever the internship would tell me. Mm-hmm. But um, we'll, we'll talk about that uh, after. Definitely. Um, so what do you how do you now I wanted to kind of switch things up um how do you feel about studio culture because I know we talked about studio culture and basically it's not like normal it's too normalized within school but it's not like quote unquote normal for students I totally agree um and this is where I kind of think that my my Adelphi um degree like kind of comes back to bite me in a way but I guess in a good way, because, you know, that's not it's that's not normal. The the way that students are and the way that studio culture is that the, the way that architecture students are just expected to, like, you know, grind it out for like five years straight. Nonetheless, that's not normal. Um, and I'll, I'm going to say I'm going to say what's on my mind and it might might not go well with other people, but I'm just going to say it. Personally, I really feel like it's almost a form of hazing. I feel like professors and other architects are just like, well, I did it, so you can do it. And, you know, in a way, like, they're not wrong. But at the same time, you know, there's no there's no reason for it. Because at the end of the day, you're not gaining the type of knowledge that if you were doing that and then leaving school with, like, this huge tool bag of things that you could be like, I'm going to be an architect now, I guess I get it. But that's not the case. It's kind of just like, stay awake for how many days, make the coolest model, pin up the most stuff. And, you know, that's what makes you an architect. And it it's not. It's just, it's too normalized. It's too, um, well, I did it so you can do it too type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I always say it's just, a, it's always a matter of time before something comes in and changes that. Because th- that's no way to learn. It's no way to live. Um, you're you're not learning your best work. You're not producing your best work in something like that, and it, it's just an incubator for like, like, 
I don't know what the word is, stress, anxiety, like it, it perpetuates that, that tone with it throughout the, the profession. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I think we said this too. It's like the person that's like, oh yeah, I actually slept like six to eight hours. You're like, oh, that's how, you know, mm-hmm. like, that's weird. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you heard, uh, I think two episodes ago. I don't know if you listened to it, but I, I looked up some facts about like school and we are the number one most stressed and number one most sleep deprived. And I think we're like top three or something in like hardest major. Yeah. So do with that information what you will. But um, <laughs> we shouldn't be in the top five for the, for any of those categories. I mean, that's just absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. Now, all that to say, like, I do agree that that this profession needs to be taken with just the the utmost responsibility you are at huge risk you're dealing with you're dealing with like really serious stuff and i totally understand that and i'm not saying that that's downplayed or or whatever the case is but i am saying that because there is so much risk and responsibility that comes with being a professional that the amount of stress and anxiety that is brought on by school should be lessened because you are held to such a high standard that you need the time to process that that type of information. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. All right. Next, I wanted to kind of get into um, your CAD coaching program. So I wanted you to sort of speak on that. For those who don't know, Krista has her own coaching program, which I get notifications all the time. I've just been working. Um, (laughs) So please, please speak on that. Yeah. Um, well, t- to that point, I it, it's a coaching program that's for architecture students. So, And I was an architecture student, so I know you guys are going through CRIT. I know what it's like. I know the grind. I know the hustle. I know it's busy, busy, busy season. So that's why we're going to get started in January. So it's after the holidays. You guys will be off. We're going to get started on January 4th. And it is a four-module, four five-day CAD boot camp. Um, we're going to go over the basics. We're going to go over the spine method that I spoke about. We're going to go over XREFs. And you will not have to sit in an office and stare at a blank, dark screen like I did again after you take the CAD bootcamp class. Um, so like I said, it's for students. Um, there's going to be an eight-person max. So I don't want to have a bunch of a bunch of people. I don't want to have too large of a group. I want you guys to be able to ask ask as many questions as you have. Um, spend one-on-one time. It's intimate group. We can all help each other, a community um, of your peers. And you will be able to level up your CAD skills. You'll 10x your efficiency. Your accuracy will be on point. And you'll start to understand why CAD is so powerful and when you walk into an office why you need to know the things that you need to know um so we're going to kick off like I said on January 4th uh that's a Wednesday so it's going to be January 4th through January 8th Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday um the the I forget which day is it but it's the Friday that's going to be your playtime so you guys can take whatever skills that you've learned from the first two days ahead of that and 
kind of play with them and see if you have any questions and come back on Saturday and Sunday when we finish up and meet again. Um, and I'm, I know it's going to be the powerful tool that I never had. This is the course that I never got. This is the course that I thought tech was going to give me, um, that I thought YouTube would give me and they just never did. Um, so this is for, for you guys, because I never want you to feel the way that I felt. Mm -hmm. And Krista, we thank you for that. Um, I, I recommend if you don't know CAD, uh, you should definitely look into it. Um, is it free? It's going to be $49. Um, and then I'm going to give you a discount code. It's architecture show at, at checkout. That's 5% off. So if you guys want to go and sign up for that, I mean, for $49 for five days, like I would have paid 500 times that yeah. <laughs> when I was an architecture student. And also, um, I, I'll note this too. Once I started working in an office, because um, I did start working in, in that office while I was still a student. Once I started working in the office and gaining CAD skills, it was like so obvious to me, those same CAD skills that I could carry over into my school projects. I could organize my files the same way. I could organize the, the CAD files themselves that way. Things weren't kind of all over the place. I was no longer drawing on one layer, thank God. And I could start making blocks. I could start playing with XREFs. So those skills, it's not just for an office. So if you think that, oh, well, I don't I don't intern, I don't work in an office, trust me, those skills will transfer to to your, your school projects and even my logo I made in CAD which nobody really knows so that's a, the architecture show exclusive everyone says that they love my logo I made it in CAD <laughs> there you go uh so next thing what do you think students should be learning outside of architecture school obviously besides CAD and um you know certain softwares uh what do you think students should be learning now um how to put things together, mm. like really how, how things get built. Um, field measuring is, is major, um, to be a good field measure. Like you can, you can go out and start practicing that tomorrow. Um, that's something that, you know, I, I, I didn't know that I needed to know until I was all of a sudden standing in the field. Like, uh, I don't know, what am I supposed to be measuring? Like, to finish material or, or whatever. Um, so go around your house and just start measuring something, start drawing it up. Um, go to the store and, and YouTube a little project that you can build on your own. And those are skills that are just invaluable to know how to know how things get put together and be able to do it yourself. And I know a lot of, a lot of architecture students say, well, they, they love to build with their hands. Um, but I wasn't that way. I wasn't someone who always was tinkering and building things with my hands. So if, if you're like how I was, where you kind of don't understand how to make things with your hands and putting things together and, and materials and construction, definitely get started in something like that because it goes far beyond just model making. You know, glue can get you really far, but like when you're trying to build something in, in real life, they're not going to be gluing it together. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's really good advice. Um mm -hmm. I guess my next question would also be uh, what are some advice for maybe first year students or maybe students that are just graduating or they're about to graduate, even mm -hmm. they're right in the middle of their architecture path. Yeah. Uh, what's like a piece of advice you would give somebody? Talk to other architects, talk to people in the field, 
get in somebody's ear, get someone to give you all their advice. Um, I had a hard time with that. I feel like people weren't weren't too quick to give me information or or I kind of just I didn't know what I didn't know and someone wasn't wasn't like willing to just offer up all the information um which again is another reason why I really love this this CAD boot camp because you can also join the Facebook community of course that's free you can ask as many questions as you want I'm a real life architect I can answer whatever I can answer um and talk to someone who's you know don't don't seek out Richard Meyer to to try to talk to. Seek out someone who's a couple of steps ahead of you, who's walked in the shoes that you're in, who's walked your path, and who's a little bit further ahead and can kind of guide you along that way. Those types of resources are just so invaluable. Um, It's something I never had. It's something I kind of just like had to watch from the sidelines and like take whatever I could. But if I had had the opportunity to really talk to someone and really have a mentor that I could go and ask questions and not feel silly when I ask questions and not say, oh, this is a dumb question. Um, There are no dumb questions. And if someone is making you feel like you're asking a dumb question, then you're asking the wrong person. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. I remember, I think I told this story a hundred times, but the my first class ever in high school and like legit like first class right after homeroom freshman year um the first thing i i asked my professor a question but i said uh professor like i raised my hand and i was like oh professor i have a question it might be a dumb one he said the only dumb question is the question that you don't ask and i'm pretty sure that was like my senior quote and that's something that has stuck with me for forever um i think that's the best advice ever the only dumb question is the question you don't ask. And as long as you ask a question, you'll never be confused. That's what I always like to say. Absolutely. And there's someone in my office who I have learned a tremendous amount from. Um, and every time I open my mouth to ask a question, it just comes out by nature where I say, oh, dumb question. And she goes, there are no dumb questions. Every time I say it, she goes, there are no dumb questions. And that's my favorite person to learn from because she has so much knowledge and I never feel stupid when I ask her a question, no matter how stupid the question is. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we are getting towards the end here. So something I like to do at the end when I have a guest on is sort of a rapid fire sort of questions that I'm just going to throw at you. And then you're just going to give me like a quick uh, one word answer. All right. I'm ready. You ready? ready. Um, sketching slash hand drawing or CAD drawings? CAD drawings. Coffee or energy drinks? Coffee. Windows or Mac? Windows, of course. Your favorite music to listen to when doing studio work? Hip hop, R&B. What about, do you listen to music at work? Like actual work? <laughs> Typically, no, actually. No? Sometimes podcasts. Podcasts. Um, when you were in school, what, did you prefer doing studio work at school or at home? At home. Concrete or steel? Ooh. Uh, 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 steel? <laughs> steel. I'm going to go steel. steel. Studio first thing in the morning or midday? First thing in the morning, definitely. All right. And... Long Island bagels or New York City bagels? Long Island. All right. I'm a little biased. Biased, yeah, I got you. <laughs> All right. Um, well, Krista, thank you for joining me. Thank you for letting me interview you and talk about 
everything. <laughs> of course. Thank you um, so much for having me. I'm honored. And again, like I said, I know it's crit time. I get it. I've been there um, when I felt like I couldn't even had to have time to shower. So thank you so much for taking the time out to uh, chat about everything. No problem. No problem. Thank you. Um, if you want to just plug in any of your Instagrams, um, your businesses, like whatever you have going on, please. Sure. Yeah. Go for um, it. So again, like I said, my name is Krista Markovecchio. If you're looking to join the AutoCAD Bootcamp, again, we get started on January 4th. You're going to go to facebook.com forward slash AutoCAD Bootcamp. That's going to take you to the page. You're going to click the blue button at the top that says sign up. And that sign up link is going to take you to actually my website um, where I have my other small business. Put discount code architecture show in at checkout for 5% off. Um, and if you're looking for me, I'm at kmarco.makermkr on Instagram. I'm happy to answer any of your questions. I'm happy to chat about anything related to architecture or not related to architecture. Um, and then also, if you'd like to join the free Facebook group, it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash CAD bootcamp. And feel free to ask any questions in there. As you said, I'm in there every day posting away. Um, and I will definitely offer some insider information in there. So if you're in there, you'll get a lot of uh, good, good nuggets of information. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, if you like what you hear, if there's a topic you want to hear me talk about. If you want to be a guest, follow me on Instagram at shagan.arc. S-H-A-G-A-N dot A-R-C-H and tune in every Monday for a new episode. If you listen all the way through, thank you and have a great day.